Welcome, welcome back to another show, another episode. Not another show. It's the same show, guys. Come on. Um, now, what shall we talk about is the name of the show, and it's still the same. This is a new episode. I'm overtired and losing my mind slowly. But on this episode, we talk to Miss Holly Hamill. Um, she's extremely interesting and has her hand in just about everything. Um, I'll give you a little rundown here. Uh, her website is, first of all, is holly-hamel.com, and her last name is H-A-M-E-L. And she is a, according to her profile, and just from talking to her, I would believe her, is a teacher, a transpersonal guide, a psychic medium. Uh, she was 20-plus years in the medical health and postpartum counseling field. Um, she's also a mom, kind of a comedian, which you'll see she's she's a pretty funny lady. Um, she's very active uh, in her community, according to her. And after re-listening to this episode, apparently she really likes to breathe right into her microphone. And I hope she listens to this because she's going to laugh because I'm calling her out on that. At least for the beginning couple minutes, um, I think she moves it out of her nose after a little while. But... <laughs> Um, I was just chuckling after re-listening to the episode. But super nice lady. Uh, I have actually talked to her a couple more times and have convinced her to, uh, I don't know, she didn't want to or I didn't want her to. Um, we're going to do a, actually like a psychic, Akashic record, all that deep dive reading of me while I record. So my mind may be blown and you guys will be there along for the ride. But, um, yeah, I guess just uh, check out her website if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Some people are, some aren't. Um, I would say it more spiritual than religious. Um, I'm just curious about all facets of life, so this kind of stuff is fascinating to me. And, uh, yeah, give it a listen if you like her. Uh, she's very good about getting back to people on her website. Um, if you have questions, if you want her services or assistance or whatever, but uh, yeah, just shoot her a message over at her website. Speaking of shooting people messages on their social medias, shoot me a message and just say, hey, what up? What? Say something, guys. Come on. Uh, email is now what at talkaboutpod.com. Find me on Instagram at now what shall WTA. As always, Patreon.com and WSWTA. And Facebook is just the name of the show. Now what shall we talk about? The internet, Google, uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, you should be able to find us. Uh, and just search the name of the show. Other than that, sit back and relax the dulcet tones of Miss Holly Hamill and enjoy the show. All right, we're live. Hello. Perfect. Hello, how are you? I am fantastic. How are you? Good, good. Uh, well, I guess you're not supposed to say good anymore. Who knows? I came unplugged. Jesus, everything that can go wrong is going wrong. Get it together, Joel. Tighten up. I know, I Tighten know. Up. I'm choking. <laughs> this is my big moment and I'm choking. You got this. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So where are you right now uh, as far as like uh, in the country? I am north of Atlanta, Georgia. 
Oh, okay. I don't. I knew that when you said it, but something in my head told me New York. But you're nowhere near New York. <laughs> Where are you? I'm in the right in the dead center middle of Wisconsin in a Fantastic. tiny little town. Excellent. Could you tell by my accent? Um, not yet, but I would get there eventually. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Well, I supposedly have one. I don't believe it, but. Oh, fantastic. People always try to guess my accent of where I'm from and they're always wrong. <laughs> it's not what I would have pictured for. Is that where, are you originally from that area? So I was born in Dallas and I spent some formative years. I, I learned to speak in Georgia and then I moved to Florida and I was teased in elementary school for my Southern accent. So I learned to drop it pretty quickly. You taught yourself to drop an accent? Yeah. Um, it just, I didn't want the, I don't know. Everyone was, they were teasing me for talking like this and they and were always, back. it's back. It's back whenever I want it to. And also when I'm real drunk. So <laughs> see, that was going to be my next question is because I know a few, uh, just to a couple towns south of us, there's a very large Mexican community. And if you get one or two generations in, they're talking to you like I'm talking to you right now. Like there's no discernible accent. But as soon as they get mad or they get excited, <laughs> it starts coming out like this. You know, <laughs> like yeah. it goes right back to that Spanish accent. So uh, I was just curious if you had control over it or if it slips out every now and then. I have complete control over it now. <laughs> <laughs> You've mastered the accent. And I use it whenever I need to turn on that Southern charm. See, that's perfect. I, I can't do an accent to save my life. Like if I'm repeating lines, I can say it in that accent. But to come up with it on my own, I find it extremely difficult. I thought you were pretty good just now with the Mexican accent. Well... <laughs> That was off the cuff. I'm not going to brag about my Latin accent. <laughs> not going to put that one on your resume? No, maybe second page. We'll okay. save that for the B side. Oh. Um, so tell me about you. What I was reading your little bio on the, the matchmaker. I feel dirty every time I say that, but it's for podcasts. <laughs> um, what is it? What is it that you do now? I'm fascinated. Well, let's see. I was a postpartum doula and lactation educator for 16 years, and I still do that on the side. I have an agency where I place people with families for that. But recently, I have really leaned into the counseling portion that I've pretty much been doing all along, um, but doing mostly counseling, life coaching, and I'm also a psychic medium. That was the part that I had to read twice because that is <laughs> fascinating to me. Thank you. Can you see me? Yes, I can see you. Oh, good. I can't. All I see is an H. Yep. <laughs> really? Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're adorable. Fine. Well, that's fantastic and because I'm, I'm mysterious. I'm staring at an H. Yes. Pay no attention to the woman behind the curtain. <laughs> um, I don't know where to look now. What to do with my hands? Look directly between see. the arches of the H, between the arms. Perfect. Right there. That's where I am. That's look where I'm deep looking. Deep into my H. <laughs> so, oh, good lord. <laughs> That's probably the best letter you could have picked, I suppose. Thank you. Um, so, um, say it again in your words: a psychic, psychic medium. Yeah, okay. Yes. So 
tell me about, I just, I don't even know what to ask. Tell me okay, about great. this. Yes. So basically, um, I always knew that I had like angelic guidance since the time I was very young. I pretty much always had an active, um, some people call it an imaginary friend or guardian angels. And it was so um, profound that um, my mom, you know, would make jokes about it and I would, you know, have to have a place at the table for my imaginary friend. And um, what I noticed is that um, I always just had like parenting guidance almost when my mom was young when she had me and single mom and um, going through her own stuff. And I had a lot of um, spiritual guidance that was helping parent me during that time. <clears throat> and eventually, I remember this like age two to four really loudly. And eventually I started to learn that people who hear voices, <laughs> um, that imaginary friends aren't real and people who hear voices are um, not well. And um, sure. I was also raised in the church. And so um, the education that uh, being psychic or having extrasensory stuff was um, mm -hmm. witchcraft or, you know, sinful. So, yeah. and I always wanted to be a good girl. So I ended up kind of shutting that down. And um, then, and then also we knew, everyone in my family knew that my grandmother was psychic, but we didn't really talk about it. We would make jokes kind of, and there was several other people in my family that were very intuitive, but because of the very strong um, Southern Baptist and Catholic marriages in I my love family. those Catholics. Yeah. They're was, super loose with the church, aren't they? There was a lot of um, religious pressure. And so adding one more thing wasn't really, there wasn't really room for that. And so mm -hmm. I just kind of shut it down. And then also there was some, um, you know, I would pick up on some things that were a little bit big for my maturity and things that were like maybe seemed scary or <clears throat> I wasn't sure really how to handle. So the best thing that I could do at that age was just shut everything down. And then what I realized was I was missing um, like red flags and cues and intuition about people and situations. And so eventually I needed to call back in that intuition once I had better boundaries and I could um, control the things that seemed big or scary that were coming in and say, nope, <laughs> uh, I'm not going to hold space for this. You need to go and just have sovereignty over my own like psychic field. Sure. One, Was that like adolescence or like when you were adult on your own able to come to not come to grips, but like just quiet on your own, think about it. Or was it like as a kid, I only have so much headspace. I need to figure out what this is. Um, it was, it was only just in the past couple of years, honestly, that I really oh. got solid boundaries and then was able to call it back in. Now there nice. was things that would slip through, like I would have prophetic dreams or, um, sometimes things would just kind of come out of my mouth that wasn't me, but it was like truth bombs and, um, things that I'm like, I I'm hearing it for the first time as it's like coming into my ears. You know, usually we have a thought and it kind of forms in our brain and then it comes and then we, you know, push it through our mouth and then, mm -hmm. you know, and then we hear it reflected in our ears, but it was things that I would hear for the first time with my ears, not with my brain or my mouth. Does that, does that make sense? So you're hearing it the first time as you're saying it? Right. So those were things that would slip through even when I wasn't necessarily like welcoming it or being open to it. Hmm. Yeah. And then I would have these dreams that um, 
you know, I would tell people about and they would be like, Oh my God, that's actually happening in my life. How did you know? Like we haven't talked in months, you know? And, um, so, so there's all these like cues along the way that I just wanted to brush away. Like, Oh, that's just, just quirky things. You know, I still wasn't, um, it took me a really long time to own it and to be brave enough to say, say it aloud without being afraid that people were going to think I was crazy or a charlatan or, um, has snake oil salesman or whatever you want to call it or like just too crystal woo woo, you know, (laughs) I wanted to be taken seriously. You know, I studied, you know, science in college and yes. So do you feel, cause you've used the word, not spiritual, but, but maybe, uh, prophetic. Um, do you tie this stuff, these feelings, which I want to know more about, mm-hmm. um, to religion or just to something? Um, it's kind of more universal. I okay. struggled a lot mm-hmm. with um, my faith because um, Christianity can be so limiting to women especially. And, um, I couldn't figure out how I could still like love Jesus and still tap into Christ consciousness and be psychic and be, you know, and I couldn't all, you know, and the woman Mm -hmm. part, you know, being a a woman, there are not a lot of really positive role models in the Bible. You're either, you know, a virgin (laughs) or a whore. Or a whore. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I want to be, you know, a liberated sexual being, you know, and and I Mm -hmm. don't want to feel guilt about that, you know, so it took me a while to really learn how to, um, how to integrate both of those, those, two places that I was existing at. And then eventually like what I, if somebody had to classify my religious beliefs, the closest thing to it would be like a mystic Christian. But, um, but also like, I don't love labels, you know, it, it's too, it's, yep. it's, yeah, it's just too confining, but. Well, cause um, then you say, if I'm this, then you're that. Yeah. Or if I'm this, then I can't be that. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, cause I know people who are, Nothing like completely. Oh God, I want to say agnostic. Uh, and not anarchy. God damn it! Like there's no God. There's no what's the word? Uh, um, well, agnostic is no belief. Atheist is just science. Atheist. Yeah. Okay. Who like there's nothing. There's nothing. Whatever. But then there's also people who are super religious. I I know people who are not religious at all, but are very spiritual. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, like the universe, the stars, or whatever. Yep. But I don't know anybody who's more than one of those things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's always been black or white. That you're this or you're that. You can't believe this if you also believe that. You know what I mean? So it's interesting to hear you speak on your internal <laughs> wrestle with what you're what you're dealing with, what you, what you have. I don't know how to label it without labeling it. (laughs) The truth, the truth is whatever you believe (laughs) that's your truth. That's your reality, you know, and every person's entitled to their own thing. And, um, ideally the respect that everyone's entitled to their own adventure with this is what would create cohesion and peace and when we start to say that this is the one and only way that's when we start to get into trouble 
Oh, absolutely. And it seems that three years, four years, five years, ten years maybe, it's been getting worse with the... If you don't like what I like, if you don't believe what I leave, what I believe, you're wrong. Yeah. It's, Not only like, tell me about your, like, I want to understand more why you feel this way. It's right. like, this is what I am. This is what I right. do. This is what I believe. And F off if you don't. Exactly. We're having There's more no, and more polarization yes. as time goes on. In everything. Yes. I mean, it could be Ford, Chevy. Uh, Democrat, Republican, <laughs> Lutheran, Catholic. You know what I mean? It's its everything. Yeah. It's getting worse. Yes. Nobody can just sit down and be like, well, cool. Tell me about what you believe, what you whatever. It's either you're right or you're wrong. There's no gray areas anymore. And it's frustrating. I have a hunch that this is kind of like a historical pendulum swinging that that happens, you know, and I think that we're at that that moment of like where the pendulum is swinging so far to each side. Mm-hmm. And when we have times of peace, that's when it's kind of more in the center. Sure. Um and so I am experiencing all this and hoping and praying for for peace and for cohesion and for compassion. Um, but also I'm not judging it because I do feel like it's one of those things that's going to ebb and flow. I feel like historically this is, um, you know, it gets to the breaking point before it gets to the the sweet spot. I hope so because I'm a huge movie fan mm-hmm. and like this shit that's going on in the last several years is exactly how too many very bad movies start. <laughs> it's the beginning of the end. It is. It's, I don't know if it's zombies, if it's an asteroid, <laughs> aliens, the earth is, opens up. I don't know. It's just it. how every bad movie starts is just people in the streets shouting at each other and yeah. it's madness. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, some of the stuff that's going on in America is maybe not quite as intense in other countries. Um, I, I would agree that, with that. Yeah. I think they're definitely feeling a lot of pressure from the pandemic stuff, but, um, I think some other countries are not like dealing with the political unrest them, as much as we are. No, I have a cousin, uh, lives over in, uh, I want to, I always want to say London, but they're in England mm-hmm. outside of London. They were in London, uh, him and his husband. And it just he's very act politically active, pays attention to what goes on here because um, I don't even know how long they've been there. Ten years, maybe but he was born, raised central Wisconsin, whatever. Um, and he said that it's a joke over there. <laughs> like they're just laughing, like how ridiculous we are. Yeah. As far as the political nonsense yes. and all that other stuff, <laughs> yeah. not in general, just with that like one giant eye roll collectively everyone looking at us i saw a funny meme the other day that said um what do they uh call karens in europe americans (laughs) (laughs) as as accurate (laughs) sadly i'm 40 and i've never been i have been out of the country at one time We took a family trip out west when I was a kid, and we drove across the border to Canada Ooh. to a Dairy Queen, got an ice cream, and turned around and drove back. 
because then we could say we were in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to say world traveler here, but I don't know. Very edgy. <laughs> yes. We were risk takers. Um, really getting out there, getting down yes, on the saddle. <laughs> that's, hey, small town, Wisconsin, Canada's a wild ride. Um, but I just know people who do go other places and it's, it's like that. Like, I, I don't That's, even know how to explain it. I, If I went somewhere, Europe, Australia, anywhere else, I w- it's not like I'm walking around with my America bandana on and a fanny pack. You know, like, I just feel like they'd be laughing at us. Like, I'm almost ashamed. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So I think that one of the best things that I could recommend for anyone is to get outside of this country, especially to third world countries. Um, my my uh, world travel has been one of the most eye-opening things that has affected my stance on politics more than anything else. And also my my feelings of gratitude and mm-hmm. um, and desire for for something better as well. It's been one of the most eye-opening um things that has made me more well-rounded. And I highly recommend that for everybody. I almost feel like that's more important than than getting a college education. It's on my list. I have the world's longest list of shit that I want to do. (laughs) Whether it's personal life, it's just stuff work-wise, goals, whatever. But like just, I want to go to Brazil. I want to go to Costa Rica. Uh, Angkor Wat in Cambodia. Ooh. I would love to just walk around there. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, I'm hoping this, if the U.S. De- State Department gets my passport done in time, um, Chichen Itzu this mm-hmm. December mm-hmm. is uh, up in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the, that stuff fascinates me. Absolutely. So you, I, you've got that set for December? 50% of the way. Okay, and that's dependent on the passport or what else? It's dependent on the passport. It's a like a family wedding thing going on mm-hmm. at a resort somewhere. But if I'm that close, mm-hmm. I'm not going to not go. Good. So it's just a matter of getting the rest done. But I've talked to several people who do, like they had good jobs, they saved their money and just took a year off airbnb around the world. Yes. And absolutely loved it and like i get goosebumps jealousy (laughs) because i didn't do that when i was younger so now there's kids and whatever not saying you can't go somewhere for a week but how old are your kids nine and twelve oh okay good so they're they're fairly stable at this age yes so could you could you go for a week or two to chichen nisa or that area Mm mm-hmm Okay, so that's, that's my plan. Okay, good. So, what else might stop you besides the passport situation and maybe getting the kids squared away, or would you take them with you? Uh, no, not to that event. <laughs> okay, uh, it's an adults week. Okay, great. Um, nothing really. I just have to follow suit and wait till they get the resort stuff figured out, mm-hmm. and, like book mm-hmm. everything. Okay. But it's. In here, it's happening. Okay, good. I just so, said that it's 
It's got to happen. Good. I like that. And I'm going to hold you accountable too, to your crossing that off your bucket list. So, so what else might be, what, what else might come up? What, what stopped you in the past from having those bucket list dreams and then making plans and then them not happening? Uh, Usually I didn't even, I didn't even have a tattoo until like two years ago because I always had a piece of crap car. Like there was always breaking or just rent was due or paycheck to paycheck. So it was money issue. Mm-hmm. I did not have any extra. <clears throat> and do so you have extra was, now? Uh, I do okay. <laughs> okay. So so what's something that you can do today to make sure that you are that much closer to this dream coming true for yourself? Mm. Today? Yeah, today. Nothing. <laughs> what about, I just have, I just have to, it's what, going to happen. Okay. What about putting a little bit of like starting to put a little funds aside? Cause December is going to be upon you before you know it. I know. And it's Christmas time and it's, I'm terrible with Christmas gifts. Like I get too much. Okay. So I so have give to not this gift do that. to yourself. And, and honestly, you're going to be a better dad if you go and do this. So consider this partly um, your, your investment in being a better dad, which is going to be a gift to your kids as well. How do you feel That's about right. that? That's sounds fine to me. So what That's if you exactly. put what if you put the funds away? Could you put those away right now? Put them in a different account, something that you're not going to touch and not going to spend on gifts and, yeah. and things that are consumerist that you know are going to be played with and thrown away in mm-hmm. a landfill. Okay, so could you put could you put some funds aside today? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So. Do it. Yeah. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to check in, I'm going to send you an email tomorrow and I'm going to ask you, okay. did you do that? Okay. Yeah. And so, oh God. yeah. It's like homework. Yeah. Your dreams okay. don't work unless you do. You can't just, so the thing that people like don't realize about dreams is we can manifest like, and you know, we can sit here and dream and scheme and wish in the astral plane. Okay. That's this, like the dream layer, mm-hmm. the place where imagination is. Okay. But unless you actually bring it to this plane of existence by um, action, then it's not going, you know, they're, they're, they have mm-hmm. less chance of, of happening. So this, and, and then you also have to add a feeling of, um, of an emotion and a body sensation to it. So, so tell me, think about what you're going, what, what emotion will you have once you've got that trip underway? Like when you, after you've done that trip or maybe during that trip, what emotion will you have in your body? I don't even know. I'm honestly hoping to go. I don't know what. I've never been there. So if there's rules, if there's tours, do you just go walk around on your own whenever you want? I don't know. Um, ideally, I would be there at night with my big camera, take some night star trail pictures with the pyramid in the background. Ooh. And then the aliens would come down and explain everything to me. Excellent. That would like be the most ideal thing. Excellent. Will you be getting probed during this? Are we doing any probing? <laughs> Maybe it, like in my arm, like a tracker thing so they can find me later. Not, yeah. not, pr- not like the, you know, 45 and older male exam <laughs> probing <laughs> that. I, I, I mean, do you have health insurance? Maybe you should just go ahead and like get that 
taking care yeah, of in one I'm, swoop. I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Let me know if you want me to help you manifest yeah, any good. of that later. I've, I'm good. I know my body sensation when that happens. This took a turn. So, this took a turn. Yes. So. <laughs> I blame you. I, I was talking about my happiness and the aliens and you, you went right to the bottom. It's always going to go there with me. <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. That's half the fun. Okay, but no, good. I will be... I don't know. Tell me what you're going to feel like when you have taken those pictures and you see no, like these like star trails and maybe you've got some like um, some other presence there that you're like feeling. What is that going to feel like? What emotion is going to like a feeling? What feeling is going to come up for you during that? Experience? Two of them. One will be sad because I will not be there anymore. And the other one will be anxiousness because I know once I do something like that. I'm not going to want to stop. What's the problem I'm going with that? to want to do next and nothing. I'm just saying that I will want to. Okay. So obviously monetarily, family wise, work wise, I, you can't just go the next week to Cambodia. Like you're going to have to plan. You're going to have to wait, whatever. Not that there's anything wrong with waiting, but I'm going to want it right now. What if somebody <laughs> it's said going to be in my blood now and well, then I'm if, just, I have to go. What if someone said like, Hey, why don't we, um, we love your podcasts. We want to send you to these locations. We want to see your pictures. We want you to do like, you know, photojournalism or, mm -hmm. you know, something like um, we want you, you know, it's it's National Geographic or a travel magazine or something that says we yeah. love your work. We love your voice. We love what you put out in the world. We would like to send you to these places to do these things. A lofty set of goals. Uh, but yeah, I. Yes, it only absolutely. feels lofty because you have only been to the Dairy Queen in Canada. <laughs> That's true. It's it was not a that lofty. When he turned that blizzard upside down and it didn't fall out of the cup, blew my mind. I'm like, even in the basically in the Arctic. So the what happens? What if we turned your reality, your idea of that being lofty? What if we turned that upside down and you were still safe and you were still you and you could still be a good parent? <clears throat> And what? And then you still got to do these big dreams and somebody paid you Absolutely. to do it. I would be the happiest person in the world. That is a reality that has been written in the stars for you. And all you have to do is pull it down into this life. Which star? Because I will get a ladder right now. Three left of Uranus. <laughs> Longitude, latitude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, that was, that's fantastic. You're welcome. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but seriously, is that one of those times when you heard it for the first time when it came out of your mouth? No, that no. was original from yeah. my, my uh... <laughs> from your brain. <laughs> well, thank you for that. <laughs> You're so welcome. Mm -hmm. So. So honestly, though, like those type of things, that type of life, those things exist in the multiverse. And all it takes is for us to just pull them out and like bring them to this, this moment. So, so when you take those pictures and you're feeling that thing, let's attach like a feeling that feels good to it. Like anxious and sad is not like the best like anchoring emotion. So like when you're in the <laughs> midst of that, when you're in the midst of like when you've captured that shot and you can feel this presence and you just know that you're like in a place that's um, like a vortex in the earth mm -hmm. and you can feel um, just something mystical and magical there what will that feel like and like emotionally for you i don't i don't know i, I would have nothing if, to compare it if to. if you did know what would you say just 
joy is the wrong word just happy content like like just uh, like i would just want to sit and enjoy it because to me it's not like something oh cool pyramid whatever my brain goes right to three thousand years ago people were carving this shit dragging it from the coast building this pyramid like it's been why is this here the people who built it the people who've lived there the jungle took it over we found it again like crazy stuff just to see something that old would be it's it's fascinating to me that does so change just you. like like peace yes like i'm here yeah I, I just want to sit and just look at this it's been here longer than any of us as people as a species in north america you know it's it's baffling and and just fantastic to me that is a really special feeling to be at something ancient and it's something that we can't really experience as americans because there's no structures that are that exactly. old i remember my first time even just going to like westminster abbey in london mm -hmm. felt wild because i'd never been at anything that old since then yeah, I've, um exactly yeah now i've been to the vatican and like a couple other places Ugh. like that now but um but nothing i don't think i've ever been to anything as ancient as like chichen itza but yeah, but there is a feeling there is like this mysterious um there's a reason to me they built it where they did oh there's absolutely. a reason they built it the way they did absolutely i don't necessarily need to know why i just want to see it is the wrong word because you can look at pictures and see it like but like you said Experience you it. can show me pictures of the vatican cool if i was standing there i wouldn't just be saying cool you know like it's uh, presence is the wrong word i, I don't you know there has to be you just want to have the experience yeah. <clears throat> i'm standing in this spot yes right now yeah. That There's, people were standing 5,000 years ago. There's I, usually things like that that are built, like temples like that, are usually mm -hmm. built like over an um, an, uh, an uh, aqueduct. Mm -hmm. And there's sure. like electromagnetic fields there. And not to get like yep. too woo-woo, but those yes. that's what's going no. on. It's an energetic like portal almost. And it's the delay lines and all that stuff? Yeah, the, it, like there's electromagnetic stuff happening there that mm -hmm. can um, – it's you get like an altered state of consciousness. The um, I've been to like different vorte vortices, vortexes in um, oh, very good vortices um, <laughs> yep. in the um, in the U.S. like in Sedona, and you can you feel something different. You can sure. feel like it feels like you've like you've had like several cups of coffee. You feel like a higher mm -hmm. state of consciousness, elated vibrations like higher or whatever vibrational. people would call them. Yeah. Exactly. And so like, I love that that's what you want to go and experience because, mm -hmm. and the fact that you feel called to that place means that there's probably something really big, a big breakthrough for you there. What might what? you feel in your body? Like with, if say that you got there and you're taking these beautiful pictures and you're just sitting there experiencing this like ancient um, electromagnetic field, like what might you feel in your body? You're asking very hard questions because all I could do at this point is speculate. Good. That's fine. That's where I would want to be just again at peace. Yeah. Like not like it's the end of the world and I can't do anything about it. I'm at, you know, see your life flash before your eyes at peace kind of thing. But just like I'm here. Serenity. Reverence. And just 
take it in. Just enjoy yeah. it. I don't want to rush. I don't just let me be. Let me just drink it, feel it, see it, smell it. Like just experience it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's that's what I will hope for is just just enjoy it. So our speculation and our imagination and when we are like dreaming, that is the first step to like actually creating our reality. Like when any invention that we have or art, music, humanities, any of these things that we have, it started with somebody's imagination, somebody's speculation. What might that be like if this thing existed? And Mm -hmm. then they created, and then they moved to create it. And it happens, we start doing it as like, as small children, like think about your children's drawings or like the art projects that they've made, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, even like Play-Doh. That's, this is the human experience is to think of something in your head and then create it in your reality. And so what I'm doing with you here in this tangent that we've taken is I'm teaching you how to actually manifest reality. So you're dreaming of this Chichen Itza experience and you have to feel it emotionally. You have to feel it in your body. And that's that's the thing that's missing from the secret, um, the law of attraction, um, is that you have to anchor it to your body. Okay. Otherwise, okay. it's like um, Peter Pan's shadow. You know how he lost his shadow and then Wendy mm-hmm. had to sew it back onto him. Yeah. That's how we create create things happening in this plane, in this reality there. It's like this thing floating around and we have to like, sew it to our avatar, to our being, to our person. Avatar. Yeah. I like that, I yeah. Like that phrase. We're all just doing a simulation here. That's right. Uh, yeah. <gasps> yes. Yep. Yes. I'm s- such a fucking nerd. <laughs> I love all that stuff. I religiously, I choose what to believe and what I don't believe, but I religiously watch, um, probably three times over again every episode of ancient aliens oh yeah and then um is that because you can you glean little nuggets one? from there there's, I've, there's... I've watched them all. okay yeah so i don't know if it's actually called ancient aliens but there's like a peer there's there's a documentary on netflix about pi- the pyramids and it talks about the electromagnetic fields and all mm-hmm. that the yep. pyramids weren't actually tombs they were vibroacoustic healing chambers yep. so chicha Nitsa, i believe is something similar they I've seen where they did the line ley lines mm-hmm. and everything lines up around, you know, for Chichen Itza and Cato mm-hmm. Watt and the pyramids and mm-hmm. all these things are all in the same parallel. Yeah. There's some something like that where it's higher electromagnetism, whatever, but just it fascinates me. It does. It yeah. just like the width of the pyramid is exactly the same number of cubits from the North Pole to the equator. Oh, absolutely. In kilometer. Like it's, and people say, well, you, you know, you can see that stuff if you want to, but I'm seeing it because that's what it is. <laughs> I'm not making it up. Math is the language of God. Oh, it's fantastic. I'm actually working on uh, August 10th is my tattoo and I have a bunch of, I'm trying to decide what I want to do. I'm doing it myself, but using pictures from the internet to kind of. You're doing your own tattoo. I'm not tattooing myself. I'm drawing (laughs) it up. I'm drawing it up. Perfect. But it's Metatron's cube, Cube. Uh uh, some sacred geometry in there, some old alchemy, some solar system stuff. Ooh, Um, love it. Or line work, black and gray. Yeah. Um, I just don't want it to look stupid when it's together. So I'm trying to draw like an arm shaped piece of paper and <laughs> lay it all, all right. out whatever so i've got but a, that I've stuff got is a, fascinating to me i've got a master um hermeticist um 
alchemist that I could uh, run it past that like major, uh, he, he specializes in like symbology and things like that. So if you want to, if you want me to like run it past him for uh, final thoughts, you want to be really careful about whatever you tattoo on yourself because that um, kind of creates I, your story. <laughs> well, that, but also people, I mean, years ago I knew people who are like, yeah, it means like power in Japanese and the Chinese, or the Japanese kids like that's like pineapple. Right. Like you have no idea. So I'm thoroughly researching and I'm trying. If he wants to throw something out there as an idea, I'm open, but I can certainly submit it to you uh, when you invoice me for our consult here. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll do. <laughs> for my self-help episode. This particular um, gentleman did my logo and um, he, oh, he yeah, infused like it, it with so much symbology mm-hmm. um, that... Uh, it's it's really powerful and it's actually magic um, that he put in my logo. So, you know, something as important as um, a tattoo putting on your body, like I would love to share my resources with you to yes. um, to help you uh, make sure that it's exactly what you want. That's what I want because I want it to mean something. I don't want it to be blatant. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want like the state of Wisconsin made out of cheese. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you don't want just some random something. <laughs> I want it to be people. I want it to be aesthetically pleasing, but also where I don't have to sit for an hour explaining it, but just the little nuancey stuff to it where I know what it means. It makes me feel good. And if somebody asks, I know enough about it to explain to them. This is this. This is what this means. Stands for however you want to word it. Um the same way that you are manifesting this tattoo and that you've put all of the elements together and you're envisioning it and you know that it's going to happen and you're probably, you've probably thought about how it's going to feel when you look in the mirror and see yourself with it, right? Mm-hmm. How will that feel? Fantastic. And then you probably thought about maybe the process of the, you know, getting it done. How do you think that will feel? I think it'll be fine until my Dustin, my tattoo artist, finds a bone and decides he needs to extra go over that line about nine times, too many times, <laughs> like he did on my collarbone about 16 times. Okay. All right. So, so when that I happens, enjoy the process. when you've got, yeah, exactly. So, so when you've got that, that feeling of like, you know, looking in the mirror and it's fantastic and you're imagining that feeling of like the, you know, the ink actually going in, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe being exhilarating and challenging, you know, but that is, those are the things that you need to do to get your, um, your Chichen Itza like dream to like come into reality. <laughs> I just want to really cement this in emotions. Yes. And sensations and in the body and the so you're into your emotional body and into your physical body. That's how you sew that manifestation to your avatar. So I hope that you will actually today after we get off at some point, um, go and put those funds aside so this can happen because it takes action as well. I will. And the issue is that we have enough people to where we may be able to get some sort of deal. So nobody wants to book yet because... Otherwise, we'll be overpaying if they'll yeah. give us a deal. Put, you know, put so the it's money aside. Start drafting your dreams just the way, the same way that you're putting your uh, tattoo together. Start researching like what you want to do and make it happen. I, I'm happening. seeing you there. I'm going to add my powers yeah. of manifestation to your dream do to make that happen. Use your witchcraft logo to will me to make it happen. <laughs> May I make a slight language correction? Yes, please. I don't really, I don't, I don't really identify with the word witch or witchcraft. Um, 
And that's okay. I'm not offended. Um, people say that to me. That's okay. People, it's, there's no need to feel sorry. Um, people say that to me a lot, but I don't exactly identify with it. I, I have, um, like one of my business partners identifies with the word witch and I, and I have much respect for, um, Wicca and all other types of witchcraft. I just, um, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it doesn't really like land with me. I'm kind sure. of more, um, like in this, like, angelic realm i guess i don't like i and i love nature and i love i love um earth magic and things like that i love magic but i i think i'm a little more in that like kind of angel realm sure yeah (laughs) well apologies um no need to apologize the first thing that popped in my head was the the magic infused logo yeah so then that's understandable us normal people just you hear magic what's the first thing it's of course, witch. yeah. It's absolutely, a wizard. It's absolutely. A, it's something like that. So, and I you and just because somebody no, no need to apologize. I'm totally <laughs> fine with that. Um, and just because somebody you know is quote unquote normal doesn't mean that they don't have magic. Everybody has the same capacity of magic. It's just a matter of how much you practice and exercise that skill. Everyone my magic, my power, my superpower is yeah. to have the worst luck ever. Oh, I hate that. Let's re let's reframe that. <laughs> See, this is a trick. I was hoping you'd fix my horrible luck. Okay. So so if we believe that about ourselves, then you're just manifesting that. You make it happen. Right, I know. exactly. I know. So so um so maybe like a, a language upgrade instead. You so you always want to say things and reprogram yourself and wait in the positive. You never want to say like you don't want to say things like I hope I'm I'm without this i'm not this i'm not that you want it because your brain will take the the shortest length between two points and it'll cut out the qualifier and just go straight to um you know bad luck you know Mm -hmm. so so what you want to say is um there are opportunities uh, opportunities happen for me every day um something like that you know so you want to start changing that and i promise you just even changing your languaging and like the way that you're um, the way that you're thinking to yourself will change your reality. Can I share a little story with you? Absolutely. Okay. So, um, so I have been married and divorced and the man who performed the marriage ceremony, um, he was divorced also. And that boggled my mind when I first met him because he just seemed so incredibly like aware and like emotionally intelligent. And I couldn't understand Mm -hmm. like how like divorce could be a part of his life. And he, um, but he, you know, he had a, I understood more when I was more mature and older. I met him when I was like my early twenties, the 21. And then, um, so what I noticed is he would refer to, um, uh, the mother of his children as his former wife. He never called her his ex-wife. Okay. And I, I asked him about that one day. I said, well, what is this thing that you say? Like wife always former. And he said, well, I don't like the word X because it sounds so like, like permanent, like, it's like, a uh, very hard, like it's violent. It's an abrasive word. Yeah. It's violent. It's like, you can't like, just like, uh, like X somebody out mm-hmm. of your life. It's, you know, he, she's the mother of his children and she's always going to be in his life. And so sure. he's, so the way that he reframes it is she was once my wife formerly and now she is no longer but she's still a valuable person to me and Mm -hmm. so he called her his former wife and like they were they had such a healthy co-parenting relationship that they um 
after, you know, the dust had settled and things like that. He even ended mm-hmm. up living in her like mother-in-law suite of her house because they still had kids in high school and he had, sure. a, you know, and he had a girlfriend and she had a partner too. And like everybody was very cohesive and lovely and there was no, you know, it was platonic and respectful, but because sure. they still had kids in high school, you know, he wanted to like be close and also his rent money helped her, you know, pay for the house. Mm-hmm. And they still managed to do this. And I went over to, um, to a, a baby shower at his, at, you know, at their house and, yeah. and his former wife and his present girlfriend were like in the kitchen making all the food and like kind of like bumping into each other and being so sweet. And it was like so astonishing to me because I had only ever been in this like X culture, my dreaded oh, ex, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I saw that and I was like, this is fascinating. And I had like just gone through the divorce and I was like, maybe we could do something like that. Maybe, maybe Jesse could live in my basement or we could figure <laughs> out something, you know? And he's like, you know, and um, uh-huh. Rick, Rick told me, no, like that's a little soon. Don't do it. It took many, many years and it challenges a lot of people. Let's just wait, sure. you know? And so, you know, and then there was a lot of separation and me and my, you know, my former partner were kind of at each other's throats for a little while with, um, you know, our journeys and maturing and like understanding. Yep. And then eventually I decided that I was really ready. I reinvented myself and I was ready to have, you know, a higher, I was ready to level up. And so I s- decided to stop saying anything contrary about him. I caught, I stopped saying anything negative. Um, I reframed my language. If I had to talk about something that was not pleasant, I would, you know, talk about it in very supportive terms. He's working on this, you know, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's going through, through this and, and I have a lot of respect for him, you know? And so I started, I changed my language. And of course I never let my son hear me say anything ugly about him. Uh, biggest thing <laughs> ever. Right. Yep. But I even <clears throat> just started, I decided to never speak ill of him. And I started calling him my former husband and he didn't even okay. know this. He didn't even know that he was like, I'm in Atlanta. He's in Colorado. He didn't even know that I started changing this languaging. Okay. And like started first to change it. So it goes with thought, word, and deed. And that's how we also manifest. And so I, so I just started thinking about him in more kind, loving ways. And I started um, changing my language and he didn't even know that I was talking like this, like about him and that I had changed Mm -hmm. this, but all of a sudden he started being nicer to me he started being softer and more compassionate and more generous and, and more loving towards me too. And eventually we got to a place where we were peaceful co-parents and, and we are so kind to each other. And we ended up like getting, getting in such a healthy place that we were able to go. Um, he invited myself and my current fiance and him and his partner and her and her cousin and my son, he took us all to Costa Rica on family vacation. Yeah. So like it was all of the families, like a blended family. We went mm-hmm. and like went to the, you know, we just bought our tickets and he paid for everything else. He bought this beautiful beach house um, or, you know, rented this beautiful beach house. Dang. We had a chef and like all this stuff took us like on horseback rides and zip lining, all this beautiful stuff. My, uh, my son is a scuba diver too. And so like that was kind of the main mm-hmm. focus of the trip for them to do that. And um, all of us were there like on vacation together, having a blast. We had so much fun. And so all of this to say that the words that we say are important. It's important to speak impeccably. And if you can imagine something, it can be reality. And the first step is changing the way you think about it and changing the way you speak about it. Mm-hmm. So when you that, say, go ahead. No, go ahead. When you say that, like, I always have bad luck, that's what you're manifesting in your life. What might be possible? I never thought that me and Jesse were going to be able to like, you know, be on vacation. We shouldn't be in the same room together, you know? (laughs) Yes. 
Yeah. We didn't even be in yep. the same room together. And now we're like best friends, you know, and it started with me changing my thoughts, changing my words. Mm-hmm. And he did not even know, but he could feel like somehow, like he could feel the vibration of what, of how I had changed. And he started being kinder to me too. Oh, sure. That makes good sense. Yeah. So what's a, what's a language upgrade that you could do about your, um, your luck, your attitude about how things happen for you? Just not think that I have horrible luck. Okay. So what would be a positive phrase that you can say to yourself? I have great luck and (laughs) I just will it to happen. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's a great start. Is it like when somebody a long time ago told me that if you're in an argument with someone or if you feel that someone is arguing, instead of saying, and I think about this every time anything gets heated to any capacity, is to use the I statements. I don't know if that's a therapist thing, but instead of saying, you pissed me off, you say, I'm upset because I feel you did this. Instead of putting it on them, you're saying how you feel instead of, does that make sense? Yeah, that's a step. So that became kind of popular in the 80s. Um, when you do this, I feel this way. Sure. Um, that's a That's a first step versus like being accusatory like you yes, did this. Because then people are immediately defensive and right. whatever. But even just saying when you do this, it makes me feel this. Even just saying something makes me feel like that is giving away power. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to go too, too deep into this because um, I feel like we can use our time in a different way. But what I recommend <laughs> is um, nonviolent communication. It's an amazing book. Um, it's a whole like philosophy and that also, okay. so nonviolent communication, it also um, mm. feeds into me using the word former husband instead of ex-husband, Oh, sure. you know? And so it's about like being impeccable with your speech and really um, thinking about owning your feelings. So saying like, I observe that this happened, I'm feeling this. So it's like observation, feeling, need, request, like, um, is the, the way that it breaks down. So I observe, um, you haven't taken out the trash yet. I feel <laughs> concerned that we're going to miss the, the service that we're paying for. Sure. I need to know that, um, that you, that if that's your chore in the house, that it's going to get done in time for the service to come without me stressing out about it or having to remind you, would mm-hmm. you consider setting an alarm on your phone so that you um, do that the night before every time without me having to stress over it rather than you didn't take out the trash motherfucker again. Yeah. I was going to say instead of cussing. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know how different that is? Oh, for sure. (laughs) So yeah, but we could, I, we could do a whole nother podcast just on that and I'll be happy to come back and talk about nonviolent communication. (laughs) Do you want to move it back to like the psychic mediumship stuff? I was giving you a little bit of basic, um, you know, Mm -hmm. a a feel of like what life coaching is, you know, like what is possible, um, reframing your thinking, um, neuro-linguistic programming with changing your language. So I was doing some, some fairly, um, Western psychology type stuff with you. Okay. Um, but if you wanted to move it back into like the psychic realm, that's a different, uh, layer. (laughs) Oh, my leg's falling asleep. Yes. I want that. It's, I'm just fascinated by it as to how, if you, as stupid as it sounds, like 
you touch someone, do you have a feeling or does this stuff just come to you or just, I guess I'm, I'm fascinated about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, everybody has different, um, capabilities of ways that they perceive things and, um, the strongest, um, there is, uh, clairvoyance is one of the most, um, like pop culture terms, I suppose. That means that clear seeing, um, there's clear audience, clear hearing, Hmm. um, clear, um, cognizance. You just know clear sentience is you can just feel it. Um, there's clear like gustience where you can like taste it <laughs> clear. Well, there's something, there's something about like clear. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, only once have I oh, had so you that. Can smell it. Yeah. You can sure. smell and taste and like, you know, have these different, like, you know, actual five senses mm-hmm. sensations. Um, so there's those type of perceptions. Um, there's, um, I can also, uh, reach out to somebody that's crossed over. So a loved one that has, has crossed, I can speak to the dead. Um, mm-hmm. I can also access your Akashic records, which is kind of like the, um, your history book of all the lifetimes that you've had. <sighs> and, um, can you do that with anyone or is it just like you're in a room full of people in one person, poof, like you zoom in on them? So, um, I only do that with consent. So if they ask me to do that, then I will. The Akashic record? All of it. All of it. I mean, I sense, I can sense things, um, you know, like little like psychic hits and stuff. And it's like, if it's something that's like pertaining to me and it's my business, um, then it's coming in, information's coming in all the time. If if it's my Mm. business, you know, and it's going to affect me or the course of my life or my safety, those, that information's coming in all the time. Um, if it's for someone else, you know, I mean, I can sense like what my, like, if there's a karmic contract with someone then I'm going to pick up on it, whether they consent or not, you know, but, um, but if it's like somebody's like personal history or their, their story or their, you know, their personal stuff, it is only with consent. Do I, do I look at that stuff? Do you have to be in the presence of someone? Absolutely not. No, I do it. I do it remotely. In fact, I think it's almost easier for me to do it remotely because then there's less, um, there's less like uh, just weird human behavior things. Like even just like not even being on camera right now. Like mm. I feel like it's like more of a pure um, interaction. I don't mind being on camera with you um, in the future. <laughs> just not I'm, today. I'm though. very captivating. <laughs> <laughs> and I just stare the whole time when you talk. Is that Lord, what's I hope happening? Not. That'd be so awkward. <laughs> Even though I'm staring at you the whole time. So <laughs> oh, good. Fantastic. Great. <laughs> but no, I just um I, I think that doing it remotely is almost like easier because it's um you don't, I just don't have to do it like that. I can tap in like no matter where somebody is or like what lifetime or um <clears throat> You know, but I mean, I can feel like when I walk into a room, I can definitely feel like what the vibe of the room is, like what the mood is, you know, who to talk to, who to stay away from. Um, if it sure. feels like a place that like is right for me, you know, I can feel, I mean, mm-hmm. everybody. And honestly, it's my belief that everybody has the capacity to feel all of these things. And some of them are going to be stronger than others. Is it a, like a heady thing? Is it a gut thing? Like you walk in, you're meeting a girlfriend, you're going to have a couple drinks. You get there before she does a, a bar, a club, a restaurant, whatever, where you just kind of have to stand, make your way to the bar. I'm throwing this out as an example. Perfect. Like, is it like, I think 
this guy looks like trouble, I'm going to stay down here? Or is it just like, eh, I'm going to stay down here? Um, like, where yes. you, just, you just do something because it came to you naturally, but it was like a gut instinct? Or do you think things I through and it. then react to that? I feel it with my whole body. I feel, um, I can feel, I can feel that with my whole body. I, um, can, I can maybe see like what people's intentions would be. So I could kind of see them like do, you mm-hmm. know, moving in a certain way. I can hear like what they're thinking. Um, and, and so when it's like my, when it's, when it's pertaining to me and my safety and stuff like that, um, sure. because I'm a very petite, um, you know, I've been told I was attractive, sure. you know, I'm a, you know, so I'm a tiny, you know, cute woman. And so I learned at a very early age, like that, in fact, this was part of me like shutting down some of my psychic ability because I had so much sexual energy coming at me as a teen. Um, like even uh, like, you sure. know, 13, 14 years old, mm-hmm. it was way too boys. much. Not boys, men. <laughs> well, not just, I mean, yeah. the boys, well, yeah, just, a, a female of that age to yeah. pick up on that stuff just most females sexual don't. energy mm-hmm. coming from every direction and, and all females feel it um sure. you know and it's it's just one of those um one of those things that was so intense um that i just couldn't like it was so loud that i just had to kind of shut it down and just know that like wherever i go i'm going to be objectified you know and mm-hmm. so i just kind of sh- yeah. filter filter it out but now that i've like um now that i learn how to have like more control over it and i i i know how to put out what signals like um like if i want to like go in and captivate a room I put out, you know, like I'm a seductress, you know, I put out that vibe, you know, if I, if I want to, if, if I feel like too much energy coming at me, I put out the energy of I'm not interesting to you. Yep. Um, and so when I go, like if I were to go to a bar in that scenario that you're describing, I would, um, I would walk in and I would, and people would look at me and I would know immediately like what they think. And, um, and I'm comfortable with that. And, Um, and if, and I would see certain people looking at me and feeling insecure about themselves or looking at me and being like, Oh, that's a cute top, you know, or looking at me like, Oh my, like, I would love to, you know, lay her, Mm -hmm. you know, and like those things like that. And I, and so it's just a matter, it's just a matter of being like, all right, cool. Um, you know, uh, you know, and it's not, I don't mind people like lusting after me. It's, you know, that's okay. That's normal, you know, but like if they are like, in the, if they're being slimy about it, like I can yes. feel that too. So yep. I'll just, so usually I will just like look at them directly and be like, um, you do not want to fuck with me because that they're will poorly for you. Essentially. Well, yes. I'll just like look at them and intimidate them with my energy. And then they're like intimidated and then they, they stop. Hard um, no. Yeah. They just kind of know not that I'm not a, not to be trifled with. So trifled i love that word yes yeah well i mean i so i was in new york not long ago and i was um kind of getting to the airport and it was a little it was a little out of my comfort zone and i had all these bags and i was like okay don't look like a tourist don't look um like a target like you're you know oh yeah yeah all Mm -hmm. this stuff because it was a very busy subway and i was feeling like very aware of the energy I was putting out and I saw that and it was crowds of people and I saw this one guy come and he like looked at me and I could tell he had this like predatory energy and I was like so I just like stared him down I looked right at him and I'd be like you know like what (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. and then he like looked at me sized me up he's like that's not going to be worth my time and he turned away you know so it's so I use it for that kind of thing but I mean I hope I would love to educate all people to do that that would be you know a much safer world but anyway I went off on a tangent that's the the entire show is a tangent. Perfect. That was the point of me starting it, is that there's no topic. It's just tangent after Good, tangent. I feel great about that then. 
Okay. So with our time dwindling down because of Logan's class today, give a little, and I can put any sort of links or anything you want in the show notes, but just if people want to get a hold of you, how, if you provide service, like just give your little spiel for what you do, how people can get a hold of you. Absolutely. Um, so if you look up um, my away. website, Holly Dash Hamel, H O L L Y Dash H A M E L dot com, then you can find my website and you can do bookings with me. I do um, a 90 minute psychic reading where I speak to your guides and I can all do one of the following in addition. Um, I'll get a special message from your guides that will help you along your path and I can. Um, access your Akashic records, or I can speak to a loved one that's crossed over. So the first part of the call, I do the psychic readings. And then the second part of the call, I help you apply them to your life. And so that's one of the the one-off things that I do. But I also work with people for um, six months at a time. And, um, and that would be a weekly meeting and I have, uh, educational content and I can help them to develop their own intuition. So basically I help them learn more about how to hear their internal guidance and how to connect more with the divine that's inside them. Perfect. Yeah. That's, I will, well, obviously I don't edit the shows at all. I just put an intro in and then there's music at the end. So everything we talked about's in there. That'll be in there. And any of that stuff, um, when I re-listen to, I can pull it off of your profile too. Fantastic. Um, for links and stuff. So Great. hopefully we'll get some new people your way and uh, come back and join us sometime. I would love that. And I also give a 10% commission for anybody that sends me business. So I will be sending that to you for your Chichen Itza trip. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Promote the shit out of me. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. I would love to come right. back and um, be with you again. This was fantastic. So. Yes. Excellent. All right. Go Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I have to. Have All a good right. afternoon. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Now, what shall we talk about?